Welcome to the Waiting for a Sign series podcast, where we dive deeper into the content from Sunday's message. Week three of the podcast, this one all about the series Waiting for a Sign. We hope you guys are enjoying the podcast so far. In fact, actually, I want to do a little bit of housekeeping as we're starting uh, starting this morning. Uh, Drew, thanks for joining us. Yeah, it's good to be here. Um, the, the housekeeping we need to do is that this is a total experiment, meaning this podcast. Yep. Like, we are making this up as we go. And, and so we would actually love to hear from you guys. We're having a good time recording it. We're sitting in a basement room with padded walls and talking green, and green curtains green, they're beautiful super awesome and we're having a good time doing it but honestly we need to hear from from our people to know is this helpful this is something we're just kind of throwing out there to see if it's uh you know something people enjoy so we'd love to know um whether or not you're engaging and what that looks like so you can be sharing this on social media you can dm us on our social media and let us know what you're liking or you you know think we could do differently you can rate review on whatever podcast app you're using um you can call us at 585-484-7636 you can call or text that number if you call it no one's going to answer it it'll go to voicemail um and you can just leave a voicemail if you're the kind of person who likes to talk instead of send long text we get that just we'd love to hear from you because we we'd want to know if this is impacting people and helpful right this is a conversation you know we're sitting down and having a conversation about important things and we want you to be our listeners to be part of the conversation and so if you have ideas if you have thoughts let us know because we want this to be something that is beneficial for you and helping you grow uh, in your journey of walking with God yeah, we don't want to. We don't want to waste our time. We don't want to think that we're doing something cool that actually nobody's enjoying or whatever. <laughs> Which so, is usual. For, I mean, like that happens all the time for us. So we're trying to uncommon. get it right this time, right, Aaron? Right, yeah. So, and it is an experiment, really, for better. It's meaning like more and better of our mission. Um, we've done obviously a equip website. We've done equip classes. We've done an equip email. We put out resources, but this feels like maybe a different, more accessible format. That if it helps us, we we're committed to making better disciples. So yeah, I mean, we're a church and more and better. And I think we want people to know that we're, we're uh, trying to achieve that better the best way. And I think this podcast might be our niche. You know, I think this is accessible. So, you know, hey, you can listen to this on your drive to work. You can listen to this with your family as, as a time to, to grow together in your community group. This is a tool that we want you to use to help you grow better, become a better disciple of Jesus Christ. And so I've I've actually loved it. Let, That's let's, good to hear. Be, let's be honest, Aaron. My gift is not writing, so this is what I would call my blog. You know, in the sense of like, <laughs> you don't want totally me to put, <laughs> a, a, you know, on paper on a website. You don't want me to write my thoughts down because one, <laughs> they won't be understandable, and two, they'll be grammatically incorrect. <laughs> but this is uh, I, I enjoy talking. It's one of my main jobs. And so this kind of fits my niche as well. Yeah, I like talking and it has nothing to do with my job. So that's just a personality flaw. But uh, <laughs> this is uh, this has been fun, but we'd love to hear from you. It's important that we hear from you to know whether we should continue this experiment moving forward. It's not just to make us feel good about ourselves, but Loki, it actually is. Yes, so we will like um, that. Yeah. And we want to hear your questions because actually the last week, next week of this podcast, we're hoping to be just... Uh, you know, listener submitted questions. So you can, any way that you can get a hold of us, send in a question. And if you just tell whoever it is that you're contacting that you want to get this question to the podcast, it'll make their way to us. So again, DM us, you can text us, call us, whatever that looks like. We want to hear from you so that we can just literally answer specific or general questions yep. uh, on the podcast in week four. So we'd love to hear from you. Yeah, and I'm really excited about hearing what people are going through and being able to be helpful, offer wisdom to them in those decisions. 
So this week, Drew, you talked about the Holy Spirit's role in our decision-making, and you talked about how he's our guide. There are kind of two ways he does that, is through convincing us of the truth of his word, saying go, and then convicting us, saying stop or saying no. Um, but I know that the new, that's not the only way that the New Testament talks about the Spirit's role in our life. There's specifically in Ephesians 5, um, there's another illustration that I know uh, you and I have talked about um, and brainstormed a little bit about. It, what it says in Ephesians 5.17 is, is just this. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. So here we're talking about the Lord's will. There it is. Do not get drunk on wine, which is like, where did that come from? Which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit. So in the context of discerning God's will, and it says, don't get drunk, be filled with the Spirit. Uh, talk to me about that. Like, how, what what does that mean for us? Yeah, I love actually the first phrase in that. It says, don't be foolish. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think what God is getting at here is, you know, a fool picks certain things in, in his life to be controlled by. And then a wise person chooses certain things to be controlled by. So it's interesting. It, it feels random that in this passage, you know, God's speaking. He's like, hey, don't get drunk. It almost seems like this doesn't fit. But mm. we all know getting drunk is, is not something we should do. Right. But I think what he's getting at at this passage is really control. What yeah. controls my life, my decision-making? You know, what is the, what is the, the root of all that? And, you know, I think he's, that's why he says, don't get drunk, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. And so what he's saying here, what he's getting at is like, man, allow the Holy Spirit to convince you of things. Let him control your decisions. Let him guide you and steer you in that direction. And here's what, what's crazy about this is, you know, I, I think of the will of God, right? We, we've been talking about this for three weeks now. And what's interesting about this is I think a lot of people claim they don't know the will of God, right? right. Yeah. Okay. So like, I don't know what God wants foggy me. It's well, Yeah. It's foggy. I want it to be, you know, right in the clouds. I think oftentimes that's an excuse because we don't like God controlling us. Right. I mean, let's be honest, Aaron. We we like control, don't you? Of course. <laughs> yeah. I, I want to be in control of my life. I do. I want to make my own decisions, especially when the other person telling me to make a, a certain decision, I don't like what he says. Right. And so I think we use this idea of control and we don't like the Holy Spirit controlling our decisions because he makes us go down certain paths or he wants us to go down certain paths that, man, might not be that fun, might cost me, might you know, might not be what my flesh desires. Right. Yeah. And so we're, we're, we're blaming our, uh, lack of decision, our apathy, sometimes our disobedience on a lack of clarity when that's really just kind of a mask. Yes. It's a mask for us not wanting to do what we ultimately know is best. And actually the pretty clearly revealed will of God, but it doesn't line up with what we want. And, and the, Alcohol illustration, I think, is really intriguing, right? Because he's saying, don't get drunk on wine, which is like, that that's a control thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when we get drunk, guess what controls us? The alcohol. Like, exactly. people, you know, you ask anybody, hey, I made a really bad decision. Maybe, you know, why did you make that decision? A lot of people make really bad decisions when they are drunk, you know? Yeah, it's just a common knowledge thing. Watching someone's behavior in that moment, they would say, if they were to watch back film later of that moment on Instagram, they would say like, oh man, that was that was the alcohol talking. Or yes. you know what I mean? Like I did that. They are very clearly, visibly controlled by an invisible power in their bloodstream yes. that they're, you know... It's it, people have done crazy things under the influence of alcohol, dangerous things, all kinds of stuff, and that's an invisible substance in their bloodstream controlling their decision making. Yes, and the contrast of that invisible substance controlling your behavior is 
a different invisible, not in this case substance, but person yes. controlling your decision-making, which is why that, that illustration so kind of compelling is we should instead be leaning into the invisible control of the spirit and allowing everything, our thoughts, our behaviors. And, and I think, you know, the spirit, just like alcohol can cause people to do things they would not have done. The spirit, a spirit controlled person will do things that we would they would not Nor, naturally yes, do. Yes. And here's here's a, a a really good point I think we have to understand is that word control scares us, mm-hmm. right? I don't want to be a robot. You don't want to be a robot. And one thing in this series we've tried to like erase is this idea that God wants you to be a robot. Like you just always do. In certain scenarios we talk about, like autopilot, yes, we should be almost robotic right. when it comes to sin. But the word control here, I don't think the Bible is saying you're a robot that does this or that. I think control is this influence. It's, man, the Spirit of God influences me, but I still have the ability to choose. And we know that to be true because there have been times in my life where the Spirit has says, Drew, don't do this. And I've done it. Mm-hmm. I've, had, I've had a choice. And so God is getting at, like, let his influence lead you and steer you and make the right choices. But it's not a, hey, you have to do this. You don't have a choice. That's, that's not the control that the, the Bible is talking about. You even um, you know, hinted at some of this on Sunday morning, even related to how what the Spirit wants for our life is actually pretty obvious. And what we want is actually pretty obvious too. You know, Like we said, there's a, we use a lack of clarity as a veil for our desire to disobey. And in Galatians 5, uh, verse 16, it says, so I say, walk by the spirit and you will not desire the grat- gratify the desires of the flesh because the flesh desires what's contrary to the spirit and the spirit, what's contrary to the flesh, they're in conflict with each other. So we already know we've got a thing going on inside of us. That's contrary to what God wants. And then it says this, um, the acts of the flesh are obvious. Yeah. And then it gives a list, sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry, witchcraft, etc., etc. It goes on with all these things that are obvious. And then Equally obvious is the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness. So we've chosen apathy, disobedience, lack of clarity as a veil for what is ultimately our desire to be apathetic and disobedient. Yeah, and I think, you know, that word obvious, I think it's a lot of times obvious who's listening to the Spirit and who's not, you know, and I think we all need to examine our life and be like, hey, is this obvious in my life that I'm not listening or I am listening? Um, another thing about that is I think we also have to understand what Galatians 5 is saying. And there's this battle waging war within us. And so discovering the will of God is a battle. But mm-hmm. ultimately, I believe God has made that battle clear. Like sometimes we use that as an excuse to cover up the battle that really is waging war in us of I've been choosing my flesh more than I've been choosing the spirit. Yeah. You know, and I think we have to understand, man, we are prone to wander. We are born with this flesh that desires what is not what the spirit wants. Yeah. And learning, the, this whole message is about learning to win the battle, learning to listen to go mm-hmm. when I need to go, and learning, learning to stop when I should stop, mm-hmm. and not gratifying my flesh gratifying the desires God has for me through listening to the nudgings of the Holy Spirit. So Drew, I'm going to throw a question at you um, that I didn't ask you about before. So here we go. How do you turn up the voice of the Holy Spirit in your life? Uh, I think that for me, I'm like, okay, cool. So listen for his nudgings. But how do I turn up the volume on what he's saying in my life? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, 
And I'm semi-mad you, you, you asked me that without preparing. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, I think what's, what's amazing about these three filters is you want to turn up the volume of the Spirit of God in your life, maybe you need to turn up the volume of another, spirit, uh, another filter, like God's Word. Like, hey, if you want the Spirit of God to be active in your life, spend time in God's word That's really because good. we talked about he doesn't speak on his own accord or mm-hmm. his own initiative like he is going to align with the truth of God's word and so if i want to hear the spirit's voice clearly i got to know where where he's speaking from and right. so man i'm going to spend time if i if i if i feel like i i am not listening to the spirit i got to go to God's word first that is mm-hmm. my starting point again it's our framework it's our baseline so you have to start there and then again another filter God's people if I'm around people who are making godly choices, that just inspires me. It, it makes this in my heart. Like, I want to be like that. I, you know, how do, how do you get it right? And so I have conversations with people and I'm like, they guide me like, man, I'm, I'm, I'm listening to the spirit of God and it's aligning with the word of God. And so again, these filters kind of serve together and they lead to, they, they have, they're, they're, they work in unity. Right. Yeah. And I think God's spirit I mean, wouldn't you say that as people, as we listen to people and we are held accountable to decisions that we make, uh, at least for me, when I'm, when I'm making, trying to, you know, pull down a path that maybe doesn't honor God or isn't best, that's when I feel like I'm not hearing, when I'm a little callous, when I, when, you know, the volume of my desires is cranked. Mm -hmm. And so the Holy Spirit's really turned down and People are an amazing way to go like, whoa, bro, where are you headed right now? Yeah. Like, I, I see something in you that, you know, we actually hear the voice of the Spirit through people going, dude, you are, you are way off here right now. <laughs> yep. And I'm not surprised you're not feeling convicted because you're so, you're so, you're thinking so wrongly. You, you can't, you, you're, it's no surprise that you're not hearing what you need to be hearing. Yeah. And I also think, you know, you asked me the question, how do I turn up the volume? I think when it comes to, you know, volume up or volume down, I think it really comes back to one word, obedience. Hmm. The more I obey the Spirit, I think the louder and the clearer He gets to me. So if I live in a lifestyle that's like, I hear a nudging, He says go, or He says stop, and I say, okay, I'm going to listen to it. I think that cranks up the volume of the Spirit in your life. But when you're disobedient, you live in a lifestyle that consistently says, God, I don't care what you say. I know this is wrong, but I'm going to continue in that. I think we turn the volume down. That doesn't mean, now I want to clarify, that doesn't mean the spirit is going to accept the way you're living. Right. That is not what I'm saying. But it means that you are lowering his voice in your life. And I think for some of us, we have to get to the place where we understand that truth. The more I'm obedient to God's word, the more I I ask godly people to lead me in godly ways, I am cranking the volume up of Mm. that sensitivity that we talked about on Sunday to the Holy Spirit. Much like a, you know, if we're doing a sculpture or something, the initial cuts... I'm not artistic, so don't judge me on this. But um, I'm excited yeah. where this is going. We're, we're making <laughs> sculptures now. <laughs> All right. Oh man, my metaphors are the worst. But so on a sculpture, the first couple cuts, the, you know, you're just rough cutting, right? Yep. We're just getting somewhere into the ballpark, and that's kind of how obedience works. Like there's some initial steps in growth and faith, especially if somebody comes to faith as an adult. Like there are some initial steps that are just kind of like. There's some real big chunks we got to get out of here. And then eventually God's going to go to work with a finer, finer tooth thing. I don't know, a chisel. What what are we using? Toothbrushes? So we started with a chainsaw (laughs) and now we're going to a scalpel. There we go. Right. And, and I think for a lot of people, again, the the will of God in, in the beginnings of your faith journey can be very obvious. Yep. 
And as you're, as you're moving along, you're becoming, it's, it's like, you know, it's compounding. You're, you're obeying more, you're hearing more, he's refining more, we're getting more specific, and you're getting to a place where eventually there is room in your volume of life to actually get very specific nudgings yep. about acts of obedience because we're not dealing with removing massive barriers to the voice of God in our life. Yeah, I, I think that's a great point from the big to the small, you know, some some of the sins that people deal with are big and obvious, but then you get into like your mind, you mm-hmm. know, how you think. And I feel like that's when the scalpel comes in. Like, man, how I act is an obvious way to like, if I'm drunk, man, that's wrong. That's obvious. But then we get into another level where the scalpel comes out and God's like, you know what? Actually, it's not like, I, I'm not committing adultery, but maybe I'm lusting in my head. And, yeah, you're not controlled by alcohol, but maybe yes, you're controlled by pride. Exactly. And that's hard to find. And that that... You know, it's like you said, we're, we're sculpting. So we're artists now. Not only are we podcast recorders, we're artists here today. Um, <laughs> so very far from the truth. <laughs> so you're sculpting. And that's the amazing thing about the work in God's life is, you know, we're sinners and he's really never finished because mm. that's the depth of our sin. It right. goes so deep. And so God just consistently through his spirit works on us deeper and deeper. And he rids all those things out that really ultimately we need. Final question here, Drew. One more we did not talk about. We have very different personalities, bro. Really? Yeah. I know. I know. I know. So you've, we've, we've talked about this. We've acknowledged this. I'm more of the, I'll call it the thinker. You're more of the feeler. Now, if you ask my wife, the amount that I cry would make you think that I'm a feeler, but not in my decision making. But <laughs> Your thinking makes you cry. That's what happens. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so much. So many problems. Okay. But um, how, does, how does that impact our view of the Holy Spirit? We mentioned it before. We're theologically on the same page, but this plays out differently for you and I in decision making and especially our view of what the Spirit is doing in our life. So you're a feeler. Talk to me about what that does with your casual or day-to-day interactions with the Holy Spirit, and I'll, I'll contrast that with mine. All right. So I, I, what I'm going to do is I'm going to talk about my weakness, and I'm also going to talk about how I view you and the Holy Spirit. So, okay, so I am a feeler. Everybody kind of knows that about me on our staff. And my biggest weakness when it comes to the Holy Spirit is I kind of overplay his role. So like sure. I can... This is a funny story. So Ashley and I, you know, we'll, we'll be walking around our house. And so we love flowers and everything. Yeah, I love a butterfly. And so every once in a while, like, I'll see a butterfly flutter around, and I'll be like, babe, look, there goes the Holy Spirit. <laughs> oh, my god. And I'm not joking. Like, I know I'm Ashley dead. is listening to this right now being oh, like, wow, Drew, dude, you have lost it. But I, in, my, in my feelings, I can just associate every feeling I have that, oh, that must be the Holy Spirit. Right. And honestly, no, it's not. It's just <laughs> my personality. And I think one thing we've got to learn is you you can't take your box and fit the Holy Spirit in it. Mm-hmm. You go in the Holy Spirit's box. Right. Um, but when it comes to someone like you, like a thinker, you know, obviously I'm... I, I'm not, that's not my personality. I do think a lot. Just just to point that out, people, I do have a brain, <laughs> he does, okay? He has thought from time I to time. I do have some oh, thoughts. That's hilarious. But I look I at it. I also a, have emotions. <laughs> I have uh, a, yeah, exactly. And thinkers have emotions. Like, right. I think we got to make that clear. But I look at someone like you and I'm like, Aaron, do you even know the Holy Spirit exists? <laughs> it's so true, dude. Honestly, like, it's a real, it's, it's an actual thing that I... That I feel convicted and like I can go, I can be skeptical in my sin. I, I'm skeptical of a person like you, like, bro, you're finding the Holy Spirit everywhere. <laughs> like, come on, that can't, it's not the Holy Spirit. Like, but then also I'm convicted by that, by people who are genuinely more in tune to God's leading their life. I'm convicted by that because honestly, I don't 
see, sense, feel, hear from God in my everyday life in a way that I genuinely think he both wants to and can. So mm-hmm. like, I'm, I, I think suppressing the Holy Spirit maybe is an overstatement, but I'm certainly not looking for, as I'm driving to work, to sense, man, you know, maybe I should help that person on the side of the road. Or those kind of just like small promptings or leanings or pushes. I, if I feel that at all, I'm like, yeah, but the Spirit also works on the fact that I have a meeting right now, so I have to keep <laughs> driving. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. I'm logically eliminating the possibility that he wants me to help this person because your boy's got a place to be, you know? Right. And, and that's not good either, but it means I, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to see him maybe where I should in contrast to you maybe finding him where he he isn't. isn't. (laughs) Yes, yes. And I think, you know, we all have different personalities, but I think the one thing we have to do is try to find balance. Learn, like I got to learn from people like you who actually have a good balance. And like the great thing about our relationship is we balance each other out. So I'm going to challenge you and I'm going to say, Aaron, have you considered the Holy Spirit? Have Mm -hmm. you listened and have you been sensitive? And you're going to look at me and you're like, dude, Calm down with all the sensitivity. And Calm like, down with the butterflies. Have you thought about, have you thought, and like, don't overanalyze this. And I think the great part about relationships like that in marriages and friendships is we can find a balance, which ultimately leads us probably to a good place when it comes to the Holy Spirit's work in our life. 